Hi, I'm David. I'm the Dungeon Master. Hi, I'm Paul. Sherlock Gnomes. This is Rob. Playing Talon. This is Sean. Who plays Thaddeus. And this is Josiah, a.k.a. Azir. I want to thank everyone for listening and give a special shout out to all our Patreons out there. Uh, we have a lot of fun making the show for you all, and the truth is, we'd make it even if no one listened. With that said, your feedback and contributions go a long way towards encouraging us to find even more ways to embarrass ourselves for your entertainment. If you get value out of the show, we ask that you think about giving a little value back. One way you can do that is by donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roll to hit. If you'd rather get some loot in exchange for your support, check out our store at shop.spreadshirt.com slash thecommentist, where you can get a roll to hit t-shirt, of all things. Of course, if you can't afford to part with even a single copper piece, we totally understand. Everyone can help out by rating us on iTunes or sharing the podcast with your friends and network. Thanks for your consideration, and now the show. You can now attack the giant spiders. I'm going to cast Fairy Fire. The spiders on the left and right illuminate. So Spider ran up to Thaddeus and bit into him. And Thaddeus shakes it off, flings him on the ground, squashes the spider. Okay, so I'm going to cast Scorching Ray. Talon just erupts in these radiation, <laughs> exploding both spiders from either side. And Jesus Christ, finally. And you all just go back to bed. I was just wake up. I was fucking sleeping. <laughs> you spot in the distance some moving bodies. It looks like a cross between ants and mantises. You know what these are. That these are the Thrycreen. They pick up their weapons and begin just walking slowly past you. Let's go! So you are dragging along. The Thrycreen just continue to march on, just completely oblivious to your needs. I'm just gonna flop on the ground. And with that, the Thrycreen exit your view as the sun sets on the earth and you adventurers. After you guys just lie there going, you know, it's good to die as friends. From beyond view, echoing, is the rat-a-tat-tat of the returning Thrycreen. More of them now, eight in all, holding four rock slabs. Upon reaching you, they bend down. We don't eat rocks! (laughs) (laughs) They bend down, hoist you onto the slabs that they're still carrying while they pick you up because they have four arms. They turn around and they're just walking back the way that they detoured hours ago that you were following them on for a couple of miles. So no idea where they're taking you and too tired, mostly too tired to move. I guess Sherlock could have actually moved, but he probably just wants the free ride. (laughs) So uh, if the non-Sherlocks would like to take one final action before you drift off to sleep because you guys are going to pass out um, I cast if you want to. image. Make it a for you. So I'm going to, so I'm on a rock. Yes. Yes. I'm going to take the snake head that I have. Yes. And stick that magnet in its mouth and magnetize it to the rock that I'm on. Which is just like this snake head sitting next to my head. Nice. And if you drift up to sleep, you go, I did everything perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't change a thing. Thaddeus, any one final action before you pass out on this rock slab being carried by giant mantis people? <laughs> you won't hear that sentence on the podcast. <laughs> Thaddeus covers up his junk. Uh, so, so Sherlock, it's not unlikely that you wouldn't eventually fall asleep. You are tired. You're just not beat up to high hell. Yeah. So, uh, that's it. You guys are done. I thought that you guys would do a lot more different stuff. <laughs> Bam! You awake upon your slabs. 
being put on the ground. It's now nighttime again, but you have no fucking idea how late. From your prone positions, you tilt your heads up and see just more fucking flat land. <laughs> <laughs> the Thrivefreen crowd over you, staring down at you, clicking louder than you've ever heard them. Um, yes, I am the great Sherlock Gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> so Sherlock sits up to, to talk. Um, you guys are feeling strong enough to sit up. And upon doing so, Sherlock lets out a gasp. <gasps> We're naked again. (laughs) (laughs) Panning your vision just a minor degree downwards, the orchestra kicks in the stinker music, and you witness a gigantic hole, a town-sized hole, just inches in front of you. There is a bustling community of Thrykreen below it, about 40 of them down there, whittling away at their work. And upon seeing you sit up, the eight Thrykreen who helped you hop down the hole. So it's like this giant cavern deep in the ground that appears to have a community of (laughs) Thrykreen. Are there, like, ladders or anything like that down, or, like, how does the whole work, or is it they just? It's just How you. Does the whole it's work? a slide. <laughs> you look down, and it is fifteen feet down. So you probably won't be able to jump down it. You guys feel well enough to just barely, you know, move. Not really walk a distance or do anything, but remove yourselves from the rock slab. It's a it's a sheer drop. Yeah, it's pretty much a sheer drop. You probably won't be able to just jump down. You'll need to do that awkward thing where you hold onto the ledge and then swing your body down, then drop. So you're only falling seven feet instead. Dude, I'm like, oh, I'm I, like three I, I see what you're off. saying. Fifteen feet saying. is a large drop, <laughs> right? But you, do you have does your, does your second throw work do anything for you? Uh, climbing takes no extra movement. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, you you are tiny, so only Sherlock will have immense problems getting down here, and might take some falling damage if he doesn't fall correctly. I can get down. Well, I mean, I guess you could climb down me. Good thing I took rock climbing training and I learned how to f- the proper ways to fall. <laughs> yeah, just climb down uh, Thaddeus. Okay. I'll climb down Thaddeus. Wait, what do you mean climb down Thaddeus? Well, like, I'll hang down and you just... You're, yeah, like, exhausted, though. <laughs> he's, he's huge. He's yeah, yeah, I guess... I guess you're, yeah, if you're 40 feet up. 43 pounds <laughs> is probably more than... That's my sword, yeah. <laughs> all right, so you guys are all hopping down the Thrykreen community? Yeah, I'll, I'll collect my snake head and... Okay. So, yeah, back in the monk pants. <laughs> yeah. Talon in his ear, do the thing I say where they hang and fall down. <laughs> Thaddeus hangs, and Sherlock tries to shimmy down. Um, he actually still, he still falls when he lands. Mm. No, like, he falls fine, and then he trips, and he goes, oh, damn it! And this really cute Thrykreen with her two friends, they're holding books, and they walk past him and they go, oh, and they laugh at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so <laughs> so around, the, around you is a world that looks primitive but feels modernized beyond recognition just because of what's being done with natural items. There are no tents or huts or anything. There's just a group of people working with robot-like efficiency. From the quick looks of it, there are people interacting with the blade ends of the weapons you saw, carrying after some eggs, large eggs. There are farmers or something messing with a variety of weird plants. And people are constantly bumping into each other, but they don't even stop to apologize or change path. It looks like it's just the most well-organized mosh pit in the universe. You no longer have any clue which of the Thrykreen helped you. There are numerous ones now down here that are holding battle weapons and wearing similar-looking robes. You're now just in a sea of Thrykreen. Do we see water anywhere at all? Not immediately. Oh, after a second? (laughs) (laughs) So, in fact, you were so excited about all this, you momentarily forgot just how weary you are. You're still parched and very tired. But as if they overheard the DM just explain that, some Thrykreen approach and motion to a section, which looks to be, like, fenced off, possibly with the same type of slabs that brought you in on. I feel like they're going to eat us. (laughs) That's fine. I'm going over there. Yeah. All right. Let's go. Me too. I'll follow all right, making your way over, standing in the area is a Thrykreen with robes, and another one's holding a thin stump. Uh, as you approach it, the thin stump is actually hollow and has water inside. 
I gasp a second. Wait your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you already drank everything else. You guys are going to enter the tiny area that they made for you. It looks like they walled off this tiny area for you guys. Oh. Yeah. It really, I wouldn't say odd. It sounds like we're being quarantined <laughs> or fenced off. Um, so you guys go in there. You're very tired. You're going to have to sit down or lie down in there. But it's fine. The Thry Cream of the Water crouches down again like he did last time. Um, he administers water to the four of you. It is unnaturally fresh, even though it's definitely natural because it's water. It's not a lick of technology down here. But it has this weird, like a, this hint. It's not, it's not a hint of lime. It's like a hint of something weird. You can remove two levels of exhaustion. Oh. Of water depleted exhaustion from your exhaustion level. I don't know what the hell it's called. We were at level five, so now we're at level three. Yes. So now everyone but Sherlock now has disadvantage on attack rolls and saving throws. Um, but we have our hit points back. Yeah, we have. Yes. You but have your hit points back, but not maxed out. Right. So we just have half. Yes. Sherlock, you now disadvantage on ability checks, but that's the only Sick. damage. Dry cream. <laughs> Are they selling a luxurious bath moisturizer product called Thigh Cream? (laughs) As you are lying on the ground, you notice that there's like a compounding amount of compound eyes staring at you. You get the feeling it's not normal for there to be non-thrycrene in this area. You're still kind of tired, and you haven't finished. You haven't had a long rest yet. A long rest would replenish your HP and spell slots. I'm passing out. Uh, People are gathering. They're not uh, not, engaging with us? No. As you walk through, you notice it got quieter. People kind of turning their heads. Um, people, Mantis is turning their heads and not clacking as loud or whisper clacking, if that's <laughs> remotely possible. <laughs> but Talon thanks the Thigh Cream for the water and then just passes out. Yeah, I, uh, I kind of do like a, a Thigh Cream squat like, like they do. So you break ben. one of your legs. <laughs> your... Yeah, I just, I just kind of squat down and like do this little uh, thing and then I, I lay down and go to sleep. And the Thigh, the thigh Cream... With a robe, didn't communicate at all? No, he was just standing over in that area. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll pass out too then. I'm going to keep one eye open for a little bit. Okay, Sherlock's the last to drink. He gives the Thrycreen back the stump. Sherlock is still sitting, <coughs> not exactly taking a nap. Uh, as you guys fall asleep, three Thrycreen warriors approach you, and then they stand in front of your resting area, but their back's to you, as if guarding you. About a couple hours later, uh, Sherlock's kind of going in and out, trying to keep watch, mm-hmm. basically. You all awake, except for Azir, who only needs to kind of be meditating, to see the community bust again, the Thrycreen working, bumming into each other, but doing their business. So which level of exhaustion are they at? You are all at two. You're at, you're all set. So we, do we have hit points back? This was a short, yes. short rest? No, you can call it the end of your long rest because you also passed out on the, the rock slabs. <laughs> okay. On the rock slabsters. So you guys are now kind of, kind of okay. You think you're well, you've escaped death once again, and you'd like to pat yourself on the back, but you've escaped death many times and haven't escaped the wasteland yet. Uh, so is, is this just like a hollowed-out room, or is it, are we like in the middle of this hole? No, it's this building. giant hole, and they've just they've almost looks like they've designated an area for you fellows by shoving some rock slabs, on, vertically jamming them in the ground to make this little gated community for you. Uh, <laughs> then there's the three guards that with their backs to us. Yep, the three guards, they look to be the same guards. I mean, can we really tell them apart? We don't know if they switched, <laughs> let's be honest. So you've been sleeping and moving. No one, no one appears to be giving up at all. They just keep on, they just, they're energizer bunnies down here. And any sort of intelligence check you made would notice that there's no resting area for them. That there's no home or anything. No, they don't there's sleep just, at all. It looks like there's just this nest of them and they just move and continue moving. Jeez. Can we tell what they're trying to do or what they're goal kind of is are they working towards anything you as you entered you noticed them working on a couple things that you could certainly walk over and explore i'm going to stand up 
Does the guard do anything? No. Thaddeus will stand I'm, up, too. I'm going to walk to the side of him and, and take a funny picture next to him. <laughs> <laughs> he changes no expression. <laughs> Can I just attempt to walk out of this area to see what their reaction is? Yep. Like, kind of slowly. Yeah, Talon cautiously steps over the rock slab and exits. The guards notice him, but don't do anything to stop him from leaving. Okay, I'm going to explore. All right. Uh, yeah, let's go exploring. Are you guys going to explore together? A, I give a slight bow to the thigh cream. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. That a, happens to be the middle finger to the thigh cream. <laughs> I do a little squat bow. A curtsy? Uh, no, a squat. They keep squatting. It's like they just squat, so I squat. Okay. And we win. <laughs> so, yeah, so let's I go up. As you walked in, the things you remembered were people messing with some weapons, a section of plants, and someone doing something with those plants, a bunch of eggs, and the rest was just Thrycreen pandemonium. Did how, they... how large are the eggs? You said large? It, the eggs, yeah. Um, like, are they clearly thigh-cream eggs? That would be that would be your, yeah. your best guess. Larger than a bowling ball. They look like the eggs from Mario where Yoshi's born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the weapon... Did they disarm us? No. You still got your weapons. <laughs> we go. You gonna kill them all? Yeah. No, no, no. It's just interesting that... Like, clearly they're not... They're not taking threatened us, by us. Right. And they're not taking us captive. Yeah. 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 So, uh, I think we should not go near the eggs as a sign of respect. And deference. And check out weapons or plants. 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 All right. All right. So the four of you attempt to navigate through. It's very difficult. The way the Thrycreen walk is this very weird way where they're moving at rapid speeds, bumping into each other. So everyone's everyone's going straight through you, and you're not used to constantly readying yourself to move back into position. So eventually, like a ping pong ball, you get to the <laughs> the plants. Takes you longer than you would have liked. Um, oh no! Can Thaddeus can walk fast through? He can walk through crowds. Through oh, crowds. that's true. Yeah. So, so yeah, Thaddeus cities. I think though, I don't think it's actual. This is Thrycreen City. Thaddeus <laughs> is, is accustomed to walking through weird nooks and crannies, so he's like doing this weird too, weave. Right when he's leading us through. Uh, yeah. Well, you get it? Uh, are, you, sure are you going to take everyone, Thaddeus? Yeah. <laughs> I just picked them up over my head. <laughs> Crowd surf. We all hold hands. Uh, regardless, it's very weird to walk around in this in this city. It's nothing like you've ever been in before. It's almost unnerving because it's like you're in a seven foot tall ocean of these mantis people. That sounds horrifying. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. Three feet tall, <laughs> like darting through the legs of all these creatures. I'll take you on my shoulders. You, you don't have to be. <laughs> so you get to the plant area where some possible farmers or harvesters are cutting up these plants. They're similar looking plants rooted in the ground. There are no tables or anything. So everything's being done on the ground here. The Thrycreen are cutting up the plants and squeezing them in a way that's milking them into that same wooden, hollow wooden stump you guys saw. Hmm. So it's safe to say that this is how they're harvesting water in the middle of nowhere with these plants. Interesting. But they're not eating. They just discard them afterwards? The husks are being tossed in a pile next to them. You're not sure what happens to those? Let's follow the assembly line. Can I... uh... I'm going to inspect the husks just to see if there's any potential use for this material. Sure. Go ahead. Uh, what would that be? Arcana? Or- Hatred check, yeah. Plant armor. Oh! Nice. 20. Damn it. If only you didn't still have disadvantage. Oh. Uh, <laughs> disadvantage. Uh, 11. You don't know what plant this is. How are you inspecting this plant? Uh, just testing tensile strength, Licking texture, it. rubbing against my face. <laughs> Putting it in his monk pants. Yeah. He, hold, he holds <laughs> it up and saying, Thaddeus. 
Put your sword through. <laughs> See if you can break through this. Maybe I can make some rope out of it. Like, can I strip uh, the not, fibers? And- not really. Pulling it apart, it's a little tougher than corn husk, but it does tear easily. It wouldn't even hold Sherlock. Uh, can I dry it and smoke it, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> Sherlock steps in. This is my expertise. <laughs> so a thrycrew who speaks English approaches you and goes, Gentlemen, you've been chosen because of your ability to, to make jerky. I need this. <laughs> <laughs> We've been following you for miles. <laughs> we were the ones who set the train to, to derail. We're sorry. <laughs> now we're getting into the real meat of the story. Yes. <laughs> my plan all along. Dry <laughs> meat. Um, okay. <laughs> so while, while Azir is inspecting this plant, one of the Thrycreen wearing robes comes over and is near you and clacking at you. They don't seem to get the hint that you don't understand them. They're like Americans talking foreigners where if they don't <laughs> understand you, louder. they just talk louder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so he, he walked over. And the husk towards uh, the plant matter to him. See if he takes it. The Thrycreen does take it with his smaller hands. Yeah. And, and stares at it and stares at you. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. I'll take you back. Thumbs now. up. Okay. <laughs> Put it back in the pile. You guys, blood brother. Hi guys. Kind of How's it going? <laughs> so we did the uh, ceremony of exchanging, <laughs> exchanging the husk. Uh, it has robes on. You said right? Yeah. So the, there's only a handful on. that have robes. Yes. The fewest of all. There are kind of three types of thrycreen. The ones who are holding weapons almost all the time, and ones wearing robes. What are the Third. The ones without either two. Is there like a whole section of those like logs with the water stuff in it? Yeah, you guys are right next to the ones that are still on the ground. Next to the ones still planted in the ground is a farmer harvester type who is with his forearms doing this really methodical way of snipping it and twisting it and doing this whole weird process that puts it all in the stump. The man with the robes, the man with the, the thrive cream with the robes, uh, <laughs> looks at you guys admiring the way he's milking this plant and with his forearms kind of shows it to you, like points points it to you. <laughs> I I take I pick up one of the 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 logs with the liquid in it and I look like Yeah <laughs> and, I, and then I hand it to, to him. Got the robe alright. Uh, he, he's not a worker bee. Why now? Uh, no, he takes like, it with his <laughs> he takes it with his hands and mouth claps to the other to the <laughs> harvester Thrycreen who looks up and looks at the four of you. They communicate somehow and then the Thrycreen Puts the one he's working with, the one he's already working with, to the side and takes a fresh one and appears to be demonstrating how to harvest this. Yeah. Since we only got two arms, I guess it's a tag team event. So he's showing this. I choose Thaddeus. Oh, you want to do it in real time? <laughs> Little do they know, I cast Mage Hand. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> that high five was with my Mage Hand. <laughs> uh, do the four of you want to try to do it yeah. the way he's yeah. doing it? Yeah. All right. Sure. So while he's uh, attempting it, Sherlock's going to have the advantage because he's not going to have the disadvantage on the checks. Got him. Yeah, uh, yeah but he's tiny. <laughs> the worker Thrycreen is showing off how he's extracting this water. They show no motion, so for all you know, you're really annoying him. You're like, I'm just trying to work. Goddamn interns. <laughs> uh, so Thaddeus and Sher- Thaddeus and Azir run nature checks together. Nature checks. Yes. Disadvantage. Correct. Uh, a two plus minus one. So I got a one. Nice. Six. That's a combined for seven. Two for talent. Thirteen. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> Try to describe it. It feels like uh, string beans. It's kind of got the weird squishiness of string beans when you squeeze it. It's moist but not dripping water anymore. The Thrive Queen looks to be very efficient in the way he extracts water. So the four of you, you wouldn't say you're the best at it. Um, in fact, you, you kind of just mangle it. You're just wringing it. You're like like this. You're just snapping it. Thrive Queen with four arms looks at you. He thinks maybe he's working too fast. Tries to slow it down to show you. By the end of it, 
You've gotten a little bit of water out. I would say that Sherlock and Talon's team has twice as much water we as... the finals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we have nothing, so yeah. twice as much as nothing. Oh! Math. <laughs> um, you don't understand that, Thaddeus. That's complex. That's complex math. Regardless of how well you did it, you, have, you understand the process, and um, through the magic of nature and Dungeons and Dragons. You're kind of learning this <laughs> mystical way that these Thrykreen have been extracting water from plants. Not just possibly these plants. You just know that these are the type of plants that they actually make. So I'm going to give you all, for successfully hanging out with the Thrykreen, the boon of Thrykreenian survival. Yes. Which means that you can identify if and how a piece of vegetation can be tapped for water. Huh. It'll take an hour for the whole process to work because you need to identify the plants. I look very happy. So yeah, can I start exploring again and see if he kind of, like, takes the lead while I start walking yep. away from this? So Talon begins walking away. The Thrykin with the robes stays with the farmer. Um, are the other three of you leaving with Talon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I think the other out. interesting place was maybe the weapon mm-hmm. area. All right. So all four of you leave. Uh, Talon, who wanted to know what the rogue guy was doing, watches you leave and then begins clacking with the harvester. So he's not following you. He's like, how about those dickheads? <laughs> <laughs> we get six of these a year and they're just fucking with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, bump our way over to the weapon. <laughs> so you zigzag your way over to where you saw the weapons. There is a row of weapons kind of laying on the ground both the swords that I showed you and the throwing blades next to them are four or five Thrykreens they're in a circle, their heads are down and they're not even, they're not really clacking they're kind of like spasming almost with their gut, they're kind of moving their longer arms back kind of doing this weird heaving motion, like dry heaving almost Okay. <laughs> I back away slowly. Uh, Good job. Are there any weapons that look like a long cylindrical pole with no blades on either end? That may have a plus one property. <laughs> no, there are only blades over here, actually. Uh, the sticks aren't even in this area. Stick. Are there any sticks? No, no okay. sticks in this area. You imagine they're somewhere because the warriors hold the sticks with the blades, but it's just the blades in this area. The two types of blades that I mentioned. The ones that go on either end, and then the kind of shuriken-looking ones. Do these shuriken-looking things, I mean, like, can a humanoid hold them without awkwardly cutting No, it, it'd be very awkward to hold. They're designed for oh. three fingers. I assume you're inspecting this at this time? Yeah. To see this? It's not even perfectly, like, manufactured. They all look to be handmade. This one isn't even perfectly, it's not symmetrical. Some of the blades are duller than the other blades, so it looks like they're crafting all of these with rudimentary tools. Okay. The other blades look to be the same way, that they're kind of jagged, imperfect. I would like to observe. So, um, Azir, you're going to walk over to this yeah. circle. So as Azir gets near, uh, the Thrykreen don't disband. It's hard for Azir to see what's going on exactly. Their torsos are tiny, but they have four arms and they're large, so it's tough to see what's going on. Eventually they stop and they all separate, and in the middle is this blotchy, almost, it looks like paintball splotched giant silvery glob. And as you're admiring it for a quick second, one of the Thrykreen picks it up with his four arms, begins like molding it as if like uh, like a glass blower, but with his hands. He's molding it and doing these weird tricks, spinning it around, like half glass blowing, half pizza making. <laughs> and then at, at the end of it all, it makes one of the shuriken type weapons, at which point he looks at it, inspects it once, and just tosses it on the pile with the rest of them. Um, ask him if I can get one with pepperoni and mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, um, so I go over to the pile and... Uh, 
like I test it with my finger, like is it sharp enough to cut on the edge? Or yeah, it's more of a pointy it, it looks exactly like all the other ones. This one just happens to be brand new. It's safe to say that this is how they're they're manufacturing them. Yeah. It's still warm. Uh, surprisingly, no. So while Azir is looking at that, the five or so thrycrine, we'll just say five. You guys can identify five. <laughs> the five thrycrine spin around again and begin doing the dry heaving motion. Let's see what the material is that they're using or whatever they're heaving up. So what's weird, right, is that they there was nothing on the ground when they got around yeah. again. However, I, will, I should point out that the ground they were spitting on is a significantly different color. Like, it's been discolored. This appears to be the area, just the area that they choose to use. Spitting grounds. <laughs> and if you follow the little area, you can see that it gets darker as it moves along. So it's, suffice to say, they might start at one end and just build weapons and slowly move left to right against this wall. So they're not, uh, they're not chewing on anything. It's just an inherent spit. Um... I want to test the strength of the weapon. It feels like rock and doesn't bend like rock, and it kind of feels almost smooth like glass as well. This is like dried mucus, like a booger. I'm holding a booger. A sharp booger. That's his ears uh, scientific. (laughs) I'm holding a booger. (laughs) The most deadly booger. (laughs) I'm going to use my magnifying glass. I'm going to investigate the shit out of these things. Fourteen. You can't quite figure out what these are, but you do notice with your magnifying glass, you do mention that there are imperfect bubbles inside. There are imperfect bubbles inside. I just noticed that. Um, like, is it, is it, uh, would it fracture like glass? You could try to throw one, but I get mad at you. And when bending it, I mean, it doesn't seem like glass would eventually crack if yeah. bent enough. How many are there in the pile? Oh, there are countless. They're like, they're maybe 50 to 100 just in a row. going to war? Are they, do they just constantly <laughs> make these things? There are way more of the throwing stars than there are of the blades. I mean, maybe they're preparing for something. To kill us. <laughs> and yep. over here, here's where we're going to kill you. All right. Just step right into that little hole for a second. Okay. I, I think I'm good for now. Can I say something to the DM? Yes. With your ears and eyes closed. Um, while, while we're walking away, I'm going to... While I, when I went to go put the one down, I'm going to do a sleight of hand and just, like, pocket it. Okay. How are you going to pocket it? I thought you had to have clothing. You put it on your beard again? <laughs> no, don't I, don't I get, like, ropes or something? I, I can't. I can't remember. I... Uh, <laughs> Yes, versus... Do, do you want to roll just so that they don't, they don't know what's going on? Oh, yeah. On? What's your... Plus six. Uh, okay, yeah. You, you got it. Okay, cool. Okay, uh, so you turn around and you notice there's a very tiny mantis. Sherlock has ripped the head off and tried to pretend to be one. <laughs> what? What? It's the worst disguise ever. And he gets what the F, Sherlock? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're all seven feet tall. There's one that's three feet tall. I'll blend right in. Both the same size head, so it's just giant. You're a little short for a thrycrane. <laughs> if you have a head on, you can understand them. What's up, critters? Just wanted to remind you that if you can't get enough Roll to Hit, we have our spin-off show, Roll to Hit Adventures, live streamed on YouTube once a month. You can see the faces of the voices you already know and love playing all new characters in official Dungeons & Dragons Adventurers League campaigns. The show is DM'd by the wonderfully talented Tim. We recently recorded our second episode of Roll to Hit Adventures, which you can find by searching YouTube for The Commentist. To get updates on when you can tune in to our next live show, make sure to subscribe. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and now, back to the show. So as you're inspecting all these weapons and moving along, the, the Thrycrim in the robe finds you guys again and is pointing to weapons, is pointing to the men spitting, then emotions all around. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for that. Um, maybe we should start spitting. <laughs> 
Just dry heave. I. Do, is it clear where the where the sticks are? No, you aren't quite sure where the sticks are. You can sticks. walk around. It's not that big. It's just kind of it's it's hard to perceive anything because there are a bunch of bodies in the way. You yeah. can make slowly walk around the whole area, but you would need to actually be there. Is there a sense of like how many of these there are? There are you. Like they're about hundreds, 50. thousands. No, oh, they're about okay. fifty in the in there. whole place. Yep. Okay. And they're they're fifty right now. Uh, while trying to while Talon's trying to count how many there are to get a good sense, he's seeing that uh, it's like that Mario Party game where you have to count things <laughs> as they're running across the screen, but they're moving so fast that you can't actually keep count of anything. So Talon sees that uh, the Thrykreen are exiting; they just jump out. Their jumps ridiculous. They're, they're jumping fifteen feet in the air to, to get out of this hole. Um, so they're almost there are fifty at any given time, but who knows how many are out right now and what their schedule is. I'm I'm going to reach into my pocket and produce my uh, legionnaire's insignia. Okay, and give it to the Thrykreen. To the, the one with the, the robes. robes. Yes. All right. The Thrykreen with the robe takes it, inspects it, and uh, pins it on his yeah! robe. <laughs> still have that. Like I still have in written down ivory knitting needle. Don't remember oh, yeah. when I got that. <laughs> that was in um, K. McLaughness's one of the bank robbers' pocket. Oh. Either him or the or Sir Gaines. I don't remember which one. Hmm. Just a single knitting needle. Yeah, ivory. Not going to give that baby up yet. <laughs> hmm. Uh, I mean, so is there any other unexplored? Uh-uh. Unexplored. unexplored. <laughs> just uh, just uh, the eggs, or you can also just walk around or walk back to where you were with all the guards. It's not clear why you're not being kind of accosted and talked to, besides this one guy with the robes, and why you, you were brought in here. Maybe they're just nice, man. Maybe. Uh, should we try to leave? Is, is there anything else really... I don't think uh, we should go near the eggs. I think that's I, a little yeah. aggressive. I would like to see what happens when we go near the eggs. I'm not going to... You can go I'm near the eggs. I'm not going to kick the eggs. I'm not going I'm near not. the eggs. <laughs> this guy is going to need to replace Bertrude. <laughs> <laughs> I take out this tiny little egg and just like, pick up a big one and try to put it in the Good berries. Replace it with a good berry. <laughs> So is he going to buy himself walk over to the eggs? Well, I, I do want to kind of be on the lookout for one of the shafts that would be attached to the blades that okay. they, they use. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of make my way over towards the egg. So as he walked over where he noticed the eggs were, um, as he gets closer, there are some thrycreen around the area, but they don't appear to be doing anything with the eggs. They're not standing on them or sitting on them or standing in between them. They're just largely avoiding them, but no one is touching them or roosting them. And they're just, they're not like rolling around. They're just nope. saying, all right, this was enlightening. Is there anything else of interest? While looking around, you guys are spending your time looking around, you do notice there's also this kind of area where there are Tinier thrycreen, <laughs> and then one larger thrycreen in the area clicking. Writing out multiplication. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is tiny for them? Uh, these are three feet. Oh, yes. Sherlock size. <laughs> That's what the guy in the robe's been telling. He's been telling Sherlock to go He's to a school. lost child. Stop skipping class. I found my home now. I walk over there, like close enough. That they would probably know I was there, but far enough away that I'm not, like, in their business. So you sit down. The tiny Thrykreen don't even really acknowledge you there. They, as far as you can see, the tiny ones act exactly the same as the large ones. Is there a queen somewhere? Uh, I don't know how close to mantises or mantids they are, but uh, mantids are not terribly social. So I would say they aren't close to me. <laughs> <laughs> so you have no idea. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I don't find any, uh, shafts. Shafts. <laughs> this guy in a 
trench coat comes out. Uh, is there anywhere else? Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'll say. Zero's interested in the shafts. Um, <laughs> so Give him the shafts. Give him the stick. <laughs> so Azir hangs out in the weapon area. I mean, it, it'd be safe to say that he's not going to spend a couple seconds looking at the weapons. He's very interested in them, it looks like. Um, so while in the weapon area, one of the Thrykreen walk over to the area holding one of the two-handed weapon with a spear on one end and not on the other end. He then spits on the ground with all the dirt, rubs the top of the stick around in it, and then shoves the spear on the other end. So something's going on here where it's they're basically spitting on the dirt and turning it into glass, and then before it hardens, connecting it with the rod. I pick up a little thing of dirt in my hand and spit on it. <laughs> Good old dirt glass. It cuts my hand. It's not. <laughs> Nothing happens. It appears to be non-magical dirt. Huh. Hmm. You just have spit and dirt in your hand. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting. I mean, so uh, I point to my quarterstaff and point to his, and I say, you know, I point to mine and I point to his, and then I point to mine and I like make a chopping motion to where the blades are on mm-hmm. his are. So I'm, I'm trying to communicate that I just want a shaft. Uh, the the Thrykreen looks at you and stabs his ear. <laughs> Bye, buddy. I guess this is what he wanted. <laughs> I don't get that one bit. <laughs> uh, so while Azir is interacting with the the larger spear, uh, the Thrykreen comes back and points at the spear and clacks. And points at the throwing star and clacks again. Does this a couple times, enough times that you can pick up the difference between them. And in English, so to speak, you can kind of sell the, the difference between them is that the, the melee one sounds like it's called a githka, and the range one is a chachka. You can use those two terms to describe this now. And then so a, a githka and chachka are the two. Githka. It's githka, right? <laughs> <laughs> While Azir is learning the language of the Thrykreen, back walks a Thrykreen in robes and three more robed Thrykreens behind him who all stand in front of you and crash down on the ground. The main one with the robe, the one who's leading the rest of them, picks up one of the chachkas and begins drawing in the sand with it. Mm-hmm. He draws two large eggs and then a large, like, uh... Spirit-looking thing. Oh, he's just drawing dicks in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Even the Thrykreen. <laughs> thought it was a division sign. Uh, so the Thrykreen, when the robes, bends down and with the chachka begins drawing in the sand. And I'm going to explain what it looks like he's drawing to you to add to the confusion of trying to decipher what he's actually making as a good thematic device. <laughs> First he draws... What looks like kind of an upside down... Wait, I was about to say an upside down nine. This is a six. Looks like a, uh, like a quarter step note or a golf club. Then next to that, he draws a straight horizontal line. And then connected to the line are two short vertical lines. And then two tinier downwards vertical lines. Like a symbol. Then Don't in look a, at mine. Don't cheat. <laughs> then in a separate... He's kind of moving on to a new area in the sand. He draws kind of like Louisiana. <laughs> right. a little Louisiana here. And then next to that weird Louisiana symbol is a giant teardrop. 
which not not going a teardrop with the tail of it going southwest to northeast. The teardrop falling upwards with its tail going northwest to southeast. How big is the teardrop relative to Louisiana? They're, it's the same size. Okay, all of them are? It, yeah, they're pretty uniform in size. Okay. And then in another area entirely, he draws a circle with two lines coming out of the top of the circle uh, going in different directions. A little ant. Yeah, you could call it that. <laughs> like a little ant head. And then a straight line down from that circle, starting at the bottom of the circle, going straight down. And then at the bottom, three lines in all direction. That's what they look like. <laughs> it's their stick figure. Then he looks up, stands up with three hands, points to the three items in the ground, and points upwards. I, I do that as well. And someone has to make the M. <laughs> and then the C and the A, you've unlocked the language. <laughs> so after that's all done, he's pointed upwards. He makes, he goes to a fourth area, and then with his arms, points to himself with all four arms. <clears throat> and on the ground, draws a crude-looking figure that, for all intents and purposes, is probably supposed to be himself, because he's pointing to himself. Does it look anything like that last one that he drew? No, he's better drawing this than he is that other figure. Once that's done, the chachka he was using to draw it he throws it in the ground right at the image image of himself in the ground. I say himself. It's got really the existential 50 real other. <laughs> so he stabbed himself, essentially. Yeah, it looks like he's stabbing a Thrykreen himself or the 49 others. They all look the same. So then maybe something's attacking them or going, like, whatever that symbol with the ant-looking thing is coming to attack them. That's why he's pointing up. Wait. I point to the other, the other figure symbol. I point to that other finger, figure symbol. I pick up the um, the tchotchke, and then I throw it back into the throw it back in the same thing and look up at him. The thrykreen with the robes watches you do this. Snaps his head up, walks over to the area of the other tchotchkes, picks up two of them, and then hands them to Sherlock. I take them. Uh, Sherlock takes them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, my interpretation is that. They're going to get attacked, or they're anticipating an attack, right? Which would explain why they're creating so many weapons and that whole motion of drawing himself and stabbing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I think the three symbols that he drew previously, and I think that probably represents their society. I don't know. I don't understand Louisiana. (laughs) Is this Louisiana state or Louisiana Purchase, which was basically half the known U.S.? Uh, the former. Kind of a more rounded out Louisiana. Okay. Like a boot, kind of? Yeah, you could call that. <laughs> so Sherlock currently has tchotchkes in his, in his hand. Tchotchkes and tchotchkes. <laughs> Joni loves tchotchkes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, if only I name episodes with TV shows and not movies. I'm going to take out my quarterstaff. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> kind of... Huh? What do you, <laughs> you hold it suggestively? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, uh, I'm going to gesture to the Gifka, and I'm going to uh, make like a chopping motion to the blade, and then point to just the stick. Just the stick. See? It's going to van away. Just the stick. From behind the thrycum of the robe comes one holding a spear, the Githka. It could be the same one who was talking earlier. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, it is. He had, a, he had a beard. <laughs> I remember. Walks over, takes your quarter staff from your hand. Oh, no. Spits on the ground, moves it around in there. <laughs> takes, one the, takes one of the blades and attaches it You're getting hooked to up, one man. end. I can't use it. And then spits on the it? other end and does the same thing to both ends. So he just blade and eyes your 
Quarter staff. Great. That's what he interpreted you doing. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. You let me down. Gift good guy. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Um I can't I can't use my own weapon. You can't use it? It's, I'm assuming it's not a simple weapon. It's it it's no longer simple. It's weighted a lot it's it's weighted a, a lot differently. Um <laughs> and it's now it's also longer it's now basically five feet longer so it's hard it's harder to wield you just kind of throw it out the ground and look at him <laughs> uh, but he can't throw it out the ground so he just drops it because he can't handle it you want to ruin Talon's quarterstaff too because it's funny <laughs> <laughs> hey Talon let me see your no it's my quarterstaff <laughs> yeah I'll just drag it around all sad <laughs> it's Charlie Brown music play. yeah uh, yeah, I, I think they're probably getting ready for an attack. I think we need to rest some more to get rid of our exhaustion level two. Near the drawing, I'm going to draw a crude figure of Thaddeus and um, explain how you're drawing it, and then I will draw it. <laughs> you should be just a figure of Talon with like a bow staff. <laughs> like, look, he wants one too. <laughs> All right, how does Thaddeus look? Uh, he looks. It's got beautiful blue eyes. Happy. And uh, so it's a little stick figure next to the uh, mantis-like stick figure. And and then I, I um, draw Thaddeus's arm extending towards the mantis, and they're holding hands. <laughs> and then I draw a heart around them. The symbol for yeah. love that makes sense in only English language. Okay. I know. That's cool. But it, it's shaped like a, like a thrycreen head. Yeah. So he's he's, 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 your head. he's interpreting that you're basically gonna <laughs> cut off his head. No, no, no. The, the hearts two around him. Are in, oh, in the in the heart. Described in the heart. Everybody. This is the fucking skeletons all over. <laughs> no, 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 I know what I'm doing. The image you drew of the heart. Uh, the warrior takes the githka and in the sand draws that heart shape around Thaddeus. Yes. See, you got a best friend for life now. And then just or, stares. Or a mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, know when they meet, they bite their they, yeah. their mate's head off. First, oh. first Sherlock gave the ceremonial husk to the suitor, and then the, the dowry was paid. <laughs> <you're gone. laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to go up next to that drawing and draw like a little Sherlock gnomes with his okay. with his crossbows. How does Sherlock look? He looks very small. Stick Sherlock looks ready to go. There's a lot of cool s- skulls around him, and. <laughs> And there's some lightning bolts. Oh, and a Sherlock's metal yeah. band. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was very helpful. Maybe. I just want to show, tell them I'm ready. I'm ready for battle. They saved our asses, so we need to help them. A friend in need is a friend indeed. What if they're being attacked by gnomes? Are you still going to help them? What, these sand gnomes that are just yeah. on this wasteland? Sand. Gnome raiders. But they're not going to be forest gnomes. I've already been tricked by gnomes. Oh, no, I guess I had those. Hey, going back to bed. Okay. Talon walks over to the little staging area that's set up. Goes to sleep, apparently. Okay. I, uh, I do a little squat bow <laughs> that I insist uh, is part of their language. <laughs> I'm going to eat a good berry and drink some water and meditate. I'll give the other good berry to Thaddeus and Bertrude. So you walk over to the area. Um, Thaddeus, how about you uh, take out your scimitar and chop off these blades on the end of my quarter? <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can just break it off. Well, no. Whatever. Sure. Well, we'll see how precise how Thaddeus okay. gets. Yeah. When so I'm going to, to try off. it. Cut it precisely with my greatsword. All right. Uh, roll dexterity versus strength because it's a precise blow. It's not a hard blow. So I'm doing a dex check? Yeah. Your, your d20 roll is fine, but add your normal attack modifier. 
Okay, so then it'll be plus... So 20. You line up exactly right and chop it off as if, like, nothing happened. The glass rock doesn't even shatter. The ends of it still have that little residue on it, but it doesn't feel any different. Just a little bit of glass. If anything, you kind of strengthen the top and bottom of it with glass rock. Word. Now you guys are all going to sleep? Uh, yeah, I'm going to uh, rest. You guys aren't really sleeping. You're just resting, so I'm, uh, I, shouldn't, I, sh- I shouldn't say sleep. You guys are all resting. Um, you're weary bones. Uh, no one comes over to your area and bothers you. The guards are still there. I would say about three hours into your rest, you hear, for the first time in a long, long, long time... A voice that's not just clicking together. From somewhere, I found it! Oh, God. Oh, no, this is going to be bad. From, like, white explorers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to shout back, we found it first! Uh, (laughs) You look up at the source of the voice. It's hard to tell because he's shouting in a circle, so it's all around you. It's like the whisper room in the White House. I think the whisper room is in the, uh, the house of... Uh, it's in the Congress. I don't think it's in the White House. The D and D White House, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that was for. Her. But staring up, you spin around until you finally see standing at the top of a hole emerges this silhouette. The Thrycree clacking quiets down as you see a couple more now, but a dozen silhouettes of humanoids towering over the entire hole. The Thrycree have stopped talking and stare up. And there's not even a second for the moment of silence. The battle starts just without warning. Roll for initiative. Next time on Roll to Hit. So, the thwip and whoosh are like at the same time. Oh, I'm going to fuck your shit up. So, there are more arrows than there are people you see. But we don't know. What my point is, we don't know if they're on our side or we don't. We don't know anything about them. And you're like, wow. And then you see him fall back to right, to right where he was. <laughs> We're a thigh cream now. You can see just enough that he gets hit with an arrow from the front side and goes, what the fuck? Because this, <laughs> this makes no sense to him. It would be like big trouble in Little China. You're going to have to find Thaddeus. He throws it down and hears a boiling sound and then it comes back and hits him in the face. Um, just like Mary Poppins in her umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> As I've also been stripping naked this whole time I've been in it. Hey, uh, Paul, do some math. If you have a base of 30, what's the hypotenuse? You'll never guess what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? The cute fried cream girl walks past and she goes, And then she jumps up and starts stabbing some people. Hey, this is Paul from Roll to Hit, also known as Sherlock Gnomes. You can check out a lot of other great podcasts at thecommentist.com. That's the podcast network that Roll to Hit is a part of. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. You can find all of our podcasts. So, yeah, please check those out. And thank you. Make sure to subscribe and leave us a comment. And I love you. How large are the eggs? You said large? The eggs, yeah. Um, larger than larger than a bowling ball. Huge. And chickens. round or oblong? Oblong. What do mantis eggs look like? I believe they're round. I'm still not telling you if it's their eggs, but... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're... Mantis eggs are kind of round and clear. Well, well they're super tiny, right? They're like... Yeah. They're like pellets. Yeah. So yeah, they are almost perfectly spherical bowling ball, little larger than a bowling ball-esque eggs. Actually, no, that's not true at all. I can just Google mantis eggs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They, they look like mantis a giant eggs. patch of stuff. Ah, shit, that's some weird sex fetish term. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, mantis. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like a, it's like a honeycomb. What the fuck? No, yeah. that's not what they lay. They're eggs. They're, they look like the eggs from Mario where Yoshi's born.